Good morning, good morning, good morning all. And I want to welcome you to another installment of The Race Is Not Given. The Race Is Not Given. And this is installment number five. And today we're going to talk about, Lord, why can't I hear you? Lord, why can't I hear you? And before I get into the topic, I pray, I pray that everyone has been blessed. And with everything that is going on in this world, that you're taking time to seek God. And I think that this topic is very important because there are a lot of us that are asking that question day in and day out, looking at the pandemic, looking at everything that is happening in this world. And we wake up and we walk throughout the day and we go to bed wondering why can't we hear the voice of the Lord in this season. And before I get started, because I'm going to bounce around to a plethora of texts and a plethora of things that we're going to cover in this short period of time. So I'm not going to delay long. But the first void, first scripture, I'm sorry, is John. And this is the gospel of John. Chapter 10, verse 27. Again, this is the gospel of John. Chapter 10, verse 27. And it says, behold. I stand at the door. And knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Again, John, and this is the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27. And it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. That's a very simple, very direct text. It gives us the posture of God and his placement. He says in the scripture, behold, I stand at the door. And it says that he is knocking. But here it is. If any man hear my voice. So there are some steps and actions that we have to take when we look at the scripture. First of all, it says, if any man hear my voice. And opens the door. He says, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. So there are some things that we have to do. First of all, what's the interesting piece here? He said, God is there. He says that he's standing at the door. And it says that he's already placing things in action because he says he is knocking. And it says, and if any man hear my voice, which is the topic of today. So how do we hear the voice of the Lord. Now, I think about a couple of things, and I spoke about this a while back. 
it is very important, first of all, that we have discernment. The very important that we have discernment. Why should we have discernment? Because there are going to be three voices that are going to come to you typically. There's going to be the voice of the Lord. There's going to be the voice of the wicked one. And there is going to be our own voice. So as we read through the scripture, we understand that he stands at the door and he knocks. And if any man hear my voice. So we first have to begin to remove the chatter and the chaos throughout our own heads. So we have to find a way to be able to discern God's voice and separate it from the wicked one. And separate it from ourselves. And here's the part that is tricky about the wicked one. And we kind of shared on this on Sunday. The wicked one is very cunning and crafty. And as we studied in the text on this Sunday. And even how the devil deceived Eve. And how he attempted to deceive Jesus. When he was taken in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. We understand because the devil is a very cunning foe. And as we talked about when the sons of God and the angels would meet back in the earlier days. And one day the devil decided that he would come and the Lord said, why are you here? and Where have you been? He says, walking to and fro from the earth. So the devil was around even when the very Bible, when the beginning, because he was an angel, we understand that God created him. He was the chief angel, the chief musician, I'm sorry. He was the angel of light. And as we studied several of the texts, it says that he basically sat in the midst of God. So he's very crafty and cunning because he believed at some point that his concepts, his ideas, his ideologies, his thinkings were better than that of God himself. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying that you have to use discernment, number one? Because the wicked one is so crafty and cunning that he will distort and dilute and try to use the very word of God in a distorted way. To convince you that his ways are correct. And if you are not sound. And if you do not have a relationship. With God. How can you hear his voice? So that means you have to be intentional. Deliberate and fervent about hearing from God. And so that means you have to be deliberate in your devotion, deliberate in the reading of your word, deliberate in your movements and your actions. But in that deliverance, being deliberate, being intentional. You have to surrender. So, number one, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you have not surrendered to him. It's just like in any relationship, if you did not surrender to that relationship, if you do not say that I am committed to that relationship, if you do not pour in and actively put efforts into that relationship, how can it grow and blossom? 
If you're not willing to take a step back and humble yourself, if you will. Even in a regular, it doesn't have to be romantic, even in a business relationship. Someone has to yield. In order for that relationship to be successful and to grow and to prosper. Jeremiah 29, 13 says you will seek me. And find me. When you seek me with all your heart. Hear that again, Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me. But here it is. When you seek me with all of your heart, what is your devotional routine? What, 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 what is it that you do the very moment that you open up your eyes and you take your first breath? Are you grabbing your phone? Going to your Twitter feed, your Instagram, your Facebook? Going to your Snapchat, going to those venues, not to get a word from the Lord, but to see what everyone is talking about at the top of the morning. Or are you honoring the one who first loved you, who sent his son to die for you? And are you committed to thanking him for the grace that he has bestowed upon you, that he has allowed you yet another day? Amongst the land of the living, that he has decided and determined that there is still a purpose for your life. And the very will that he has for you has not been accomplished yet. Because he's given you another opportunity to seek him. And to discern the voice of God, it requires the word. Your time in the Bible should be a priority at all times, but especially when you need to discern the voice of God. I have a friend that I work with and she's deaf. And here's the beauty of God. He speaks in so many different ways. And when we think that he is silent because we're not audibly hearing him. He is still speaking. So I have a friend. She's she's deaf. And primarily she does wear hearing aids. But when you call her on the phone, you have to use FaceTime. Because she can't barely hear you. And why do you say she uses FaceTime? Because she's able to read your lips. And that's the same concept as God. Sometimes when we don't audibly hear him, the very actions, steps and instructions, the very healing. And the very answer that we're listening for, or seeking him for through our petition and prayer is right, delivered in the very word of God. There are so many times that I wanted to throw in the towel and give up. And a friend, someone close to me without even knowing it, sent a word from the Lord. And it was in that very word that God gave me the answer that I was listening to. Romans 10, 17 tells us, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Hear that again. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, for faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Here's another thing. Sometimes God has already spoken. And sometimes we want to turn to God's answer into the one that we want. 
He does give us free will. And so a lot of times we function and move and we make decisions and choices, knowing exactly what God has already said, knowing what he has already determined, knowing where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it and who you're supposed to be doing it with and who you're not supposed to be doing it with. There are many of us that God has delivered us from specific trials and tribulations, different connections, different things that were going to hinder and keep us out of the very will of God. And because we did not fully surrender or trust the answer that God gave us, and even in the midst of that deliverance, we find ourselves running back. We find ourselves trapped over and over and over and over and over again. And as we understand what sin is, we sin day in and day out because we know and realize that sin is missing the mark. And how often does God have to deliver us from the very grasp of the wicked one? And because those pleasures, those desires feed our flesh. And at this very moment, because we are not discerning correctly, and because we are refusing to submit to the very will that God has. We miss the very thing that God has for us. Because the desire of the flesh. Is stronger than the desire to please God. Luke 646 says again, Luke 646 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I tell you again. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? So in order for us to begin to hear the word of God or wondering why we cannot hear him, we have to begin, start questioning ourselves. Where are we disobeying? Where are we not listening? Where are we not fully devoted and committed to, ve to the very will? That God has for us. How long has it been that you've desired and tried to take matters into your own hand? And say, God, yeah, I trust you, but I believe this I can do on my own. Because here's the reality, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. When we pray for God to do things and we pray for the miracles of God to happen. It does not always happen in the capacity that we envision it. Here's a perfect example. Jesus' sisters told him and sent message. Lazarus, your brother, is sick. We need you to come and see about him. Jesus heard it. Jesus acknowledged it. But he did not move when they expected him. He delayed four days before he went to see about Lazarus. Four days. And within that time frame, we know the story that Lazarus died. And they even told him, if you would have come sooner, Lazarus would still be among us. And what did Jesus tell his disciples? Lazarus isn't dead. He's just sleeping. 
So then Jesus arrives on the scene. They roll back. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. And it was silent for a moment. And if I can only imagine there was a wrestling as Lazarus began to move. And he walks out. And by the very word of Jesus Christ, he was alive again. Why do I say that, you ask? It is because when we pray for God to do something, it does not always and usually it does not happen the way we desire it to happen. A lot of us pray for companionship. A lot of us pray for different financial gain. A lot of us pray for different things. And the very blessing that God has for you is looking you right in the face, but you ignore it. You dispute it. You say it is not so. Because it does not look like what you planned it to be. And here's the thing. God is not in the business of doing things just to make you happy. And he doesn't always give you exactly what you wanted, especially number one, if it's going to be detrimental to you. And number two, if it's not going to glorify his name. And so the very relationship or the very and when I talk about relationship is not just intimate or romantic, even a business relationship may not look like what you thought it was going to be. And in fact, is going to look like what God needs it for his glorification and to edify and build you up. So as we stated, as a follower of Christ is always speaking, he's always saying something. And in order to discern the voice of God, we must take action steps to renew our mind. The world is cluttered with so many distractions and misdirections that we cannot hear from him. It clouds. It muffles. It takes away. It blocks. And so we have to raise ourselves above all the clutter, above all the issues and problems. We have to raise ourselves against everything that would keep us from being able to hear the very voice of the Lord. It is very important that we begin to commit ourselves to having a very extensive and deep relationship with God. You have to clear your mind. Romans 12 and two says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Here's the thing. God does not yell or scream for your attention. He whispers in a still, small voice. This is the way that he speaks to you. So you need to eliminate any internal mind clutter and external noise that you can discern the voice of God. Be able to determine and dictate what is God 
what is the wicked one, and what is you. So what 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 is that saying? That it's saying that we have to commit ourselves to God. Remove all the clutter. And then understand that a lot of times God will speak in the midst of the noise. God will speak sometimes in the midst of the noise. So what do I mean when I say that? So when we look at Job, and again, this is going to be Job chapter 38. Job chapter 38, and I'm going to start at verse 1. I'm not going to read the whole text, but I'm going to start at verse 1. And it said, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. I'm going to read that part one more time. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. And said, who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who have laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Or who have stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut up the sea with doors when it broke forth, as if it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud the garment thereof, and the thick darkness a swallowing band for it, and break it up, for it may decreed place and set bars and door. I'm not going to continue to go on because the main point is then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. There are going to be times in our lives that we think we don't hear God and we think God is not speaking. And right in the midst of our troubles, right in the midst of our being upset, right in the midst of our trials and tribulations, God will speak. And he says he spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. And there's one more time that God spoke and he spoke to the apostle Paul and let me find the, the scripture. Uh, still looking for the scripture. I know that it is in Acts, Acts 27. And basically, basically Paul was on his way to see Caesar. Paul was on his way and there was a storm and the angel of God spoke to Paul in the midst of the storm and told Paul that he would give liberty to him and the people that were on the boat with him and that they will reach their destination and not one man's life would be spared. Not one man's life would be spared. So right in the midst of that storm, the angel of God appeared to the apostle Paul. In the midst of the storm. We even think about when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was in the bottom sleeping and they were going crazy talking about master, master, the tempest is raising. 
right in the midst of the storm, Jesus was there. Their protection, the word of God. And Jesus comes out, he rebukes the wind and he rebukes the waves and they stop. So there are going to be times in your life that you have to be still and understand even in the midst of your chaos and your turmoil and your issues, God is always speaking. So as we begin to come to a close, I want you to understand. Seek God for discernment first. So that you will be able to identify when it is God speaking, when it's the devil speaking and when it is your own thoughts, your own mind, your own words deceiving you to make God or force God to do something that you want him to do, which is outside of your will. So as we ask the question, God, why can't I hear you? It is not because he is not speaking. It is not because he is not moving. A lot of times it is because, one, we have to question our commitment to seeking him. As the initial text that we read says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and we will and will sup with him and he with me. We have to find a way to remove all the chatter, remove all the noise, remove all the distractions, and also understand that even in the midst of everything that we are going through, every trial and tribulation that we are experiencing, God is moving. God is doing something miraculous in our lives. And we have to understand that he is always moving. So we have to be obedient to the very word of God. We have to be obedient and we have to be committed and dedicated. We have to find space to surrender to the God that we love. So hearing God's voice means a posture of surrender. And then we have to be obedient. Remember it says, why do we say Lord, Lord, and do not what he tells us to do? There's a lot of us out there. God has already given instruction. God has already spoken. God has already answered your prayer. God has already given you what you prayed for, but you reject it because it does not look like what your flesh desires. Surrender to the voice of the Lord. I pray that this gives some clarity. It gives some understanding and it gives some hope to know that even when it doesn't seem like it, even in the whirlwind, God is always speaking. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the races and given. I pray that everything, every trial and tribulation, every endeavor, every relationship, every marriage, every financial situation right now in the name of Jesus is blessed by God. And I believe here again in 2021, if we begin to be obedient, if we begin to seek him, if we begin to surrender to him, it's not going to be an easy year. As we already see, a lot of death is still going on. It's still happening. But I still believe that's Psalms 91 states. It will happen around us 
but it will not come nigh us. And the doors of the temple will be opened and a window of heaven will be opened and he will pour you out a blessing. Surrender to the Lord today. And for those who hear this for the first time and are seeking something new, I implore you, give your life to Christ. Forget about what the world is saying. Forget about what the world is insinuating. Form and find your own relationship with God. I guarantee you the reward will be amazing. So may the Lord God keep you. May the Lord God be with you. May his light shine upon you and give you peace. I love you. And thank you again for listening to The Race Is Not Given. See you next Wednesday for another episode. May the Lord God, Jesus Christ, be your Lord and Savior. May he reign over your life now, henceforth, and forever. Thank you.